Three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to D-Bad, the Don't Be a Dickhead podcast. Here we are for episode 10 with me, John Gilbert. Me, and Thompson. And me, Alex King. There we go. So today, we're going to be talking about neighbours. Ding, 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 neighbours. Yeah, that's the one. No, I'm kind of disappointed that it took us five seconds into the podcast before making a joke about the Ramsey Street version of neighbours. Uh, anyway, so we're not talking about neighbours, we're talking about neighbours and the uh, kind of dickheadery that we see in here there. I've been doing a little bit of research into this and there are lots and lots of articles that define the different types of annoying neighbour that we have. None of this appears to be based on scientific research, by the way, like some of our podcasts, but they've, they've categorised them. And I wonder if any of our community have identified with these because the first one is the idea of the noisy neighbour. Yeah, so Gary Pearson, he has uh, brought up playing music too loud and also skipping music before the end of the song. That's a good point. Just to let, just to let the audience know, so this is Gary Pearson of the Brownie firm um, who ate all the brownies on the drunken night out uh, from a previous episode. <laughs> but anyway, ah. that is a good point of skipping because obviously noisy neighbours is always going to come up. That's a given. We almost don't need to talk about that. Playing music too loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary's got a reasonably new baby, I know. So, um, you know, well, he's not a baby anymore. He's almost a toddler, actually. But he's still, you know, Gary it's will remember back some days. Yeah, that, that, that he will, that <laughs> they would struggle to get him to sleep if the neighbours were noisy. Okay, done. Uh, but skipping tracks is an excellent one because then it suggests that you're really actually quite into the music that they're playing next door or you've had to get into it you've in order no to not sometimes. kill them. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and so then you're annoyed when they won't listen to a full song. I mean, that annoys me at any point, whether it's a neighbour or not. What, when someone skips a song? Yeah. If it's like right at the end of the song and the song doesn't particularly have a banging outro, then, then you know, fair enough. But, I mean... Not if it's like, oh, well, let's listen to the first verse and chorus and then we'll just skip it. Mm. Yeah, I just it imagine me. Gary's household, though, where there he is, and he's his partner, and he's, what, what would you call it, his reasonably new baby. They're embracing no, I... the, the noise from next door, but then he's banging on the wall going, there was still another one minute, 40 <laughs> seconds of that Queen track. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a noisy neighbour at the moment, which I know sounds really uninteresting. Um, and maybe it is, but it's a different kind of noisy neighbour. It's not because he plays loud music and so on, but he's an octogenarian and I don't think he's very well at the moment. But what he appears to do every single night through the night is watch Star Wars films <laughs> at the top of the volume. And my oh, yeah. bedroom, I mean, it's a detached house, but where uh, where my head is and our front window is not too far away from his bedroom. And I can just hear lightsabers and deep voices all night. Unless he is practising the ways of the Force, or maybe even the dark side, um, over the cover of night, I suppose it's possible. But it's just such a bizarre thing. And it's not the kind of thing you could go and complain nah. about, really. I mean, we wouldn't. And I, I think, actually, I mean, we, I did put like notes from his door saying, if there's anything we can help you with, let us know, because we're not supposed to go and look after him. And he has carers coming and going. But, yeah, it's like not the noisy neighbour that I ever expected to have. So is this like all through the night then, or is it just sort of... Yeah, right? Like all through the night. How weird. Yeah. Does he, he make much noise in the daytime? No. Maybe he's a... 
Nocturnal. A vampire. Yeah, he may well just wake up in the in the in the night time and you know enjoy some stuff. Is it? Can you hear like the words and things like that, or is it just the music generally that you hear? Because maybe it's just a big John Williams fan. <laughs> no, it's more the lightsabers. So I just hear zoom zoom zoom. One night, I'm not quite sure what the film he was watching was, but it appeared to be a 10-hour-long film about a man that was trapped in his house and couldn't get out. Because all I could hear was him just like, anybody there? And coincidentally, in, in the movie, he had a guy called John who lived next door to him. I don't know if it's one of the new Home Alone versions or something like that. But, uh, anyway, it was all quiet the next day, so uh, maybe they haven't made the sequel yet. Brilliant. Okay, okay. That's fair enough. You see, I, I'm well known as a very, very good neighbour. You're quite proud of that, are you? Yeah, well, I mean, I've been commended by quite a few of my neighbours for being nice and quiet, and they barely notice that I'm there. So my, my previous neighbour who lives, lives to the well, right of me, as you stood looking out of my house proudly, then, then the previous two neighbours I've been good friends with, and they've, they've said to me how what an excellent neighbour I've been when they've left. One of them even invited me round to his house for a drink to ask me if it was okay if they moved because they said, you've just been such a good neighbour. And then for the, like, two months after they moved, then they sent me estate agent postings trying to persuade me to move in next door to them at their new house because the, 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 their neighbours moved out. And so that they, they, they suggested that I move in there because we did, we got on very well. And they were good neighbours. I was a good neighbour, and uh, and it worked really, really nicely. So they wanted to move the community. That sounds like a really excellent example of when good neighbours become good friends. <laughs> good neighbourry. I'm sure you've told me that story quite mm. recently, Ian. I don't know if you mentioned it on the last podcast, actually. I think actually, Alex, I mentioned it on the prep work for this show. See, Alex is relatively new to the D-Bad podcast. You have to you have to have two minds now. You have to have your on-air and off-air mind so you can remember when you're repeating yourself and when you're not. Yeah, that's the problem. Mm. What other noisy neighbourhood examples of our community come up with? Well, Molly Brown has put on uh, on Facebook about how about wind chimes, basically. Wind chimes. I mean, and what she her actual words were also. Because she's written about allowing weeds and overgrown bushes to grow into your garden and whatnot. That's fair enough. But she, but and also wind chimes. What purpose do they serve? And I mean that's perfectly fair if you ask me. I don't get them at all. What's the point? It's just annoying I other people. I think they're relaxing. Yeah. Is that oh, what they're for, or is it to tell you if it's windy? I think they used to be used for that, didn't they? But I think now it's more of like a decorative nice to have in the garden we've got quite a lot in our garden i wouldn't say they were overly loud it's not like a garden just full of wind chimes but we've got quite a few you don't have a neighbor called molly brown do you (laughs) who just keeps losing her (laughs) shit at your wind chimes you see when you say you have quite a lot i mean i can i can i'm converge on understanding having one but you say you've got quite a lot quite a lot suggests you don't even know how many you've got like it's not just two or three like there's just Fucking loads. They're just all over. They're, yeah. You've, you've lost yeah, count. The, the You're nice little them. gentle ones that make a nice little noise in the breeze. Not like. As opposed to what? No, because you can get the like the solid wooden ones, can't you? Where they like make a racket. I see the point of those ones, but I was a God. nice little. I was got one right here. You hear it? You're, you're quite a connoisseur. <laughs> 
You see, the problem is we live on an estuary, don't we? Um, and so it's pretty much always windy. So it's not like people need them to find out when it's windy. It's windy, I'm telling you. Well, I think we've established that that's not the reason for having wind chimes. Um, no. Otherwise, you could just have, like, a plastic bag <laughs> in your yard and you can look out the window and if it's blowing around, you know it's windy. Yeah, um, cage it up, obviously, so it can't yeah. escape. Mm, not quite as sophisticated as the wind chime system. No, I guess some people must like the sound of it yeah. and others don't. It's a bit like me and the sound of my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> so fortunately we've made a podcast what kind of neighbour are you two well I've, I've not lived on my own yet have I so I guess I'm a respectful neighbour apart from all of the wind chimes obviously I would say I'm a respectful neighbour that like when I'm listening to the TV if I notice it's quite loud and it's quite lit I will think of the neighbours and turn it down I'm quite considerate like that have you like had the same neighbours for ages like when I was growing up then we had the same neighbours for absolutely forever. Um, no, not in where I live now, but before that we had na- like the same neighbours for quite a long time. So I'm not, I don't really know the neighbours that I've got now. And I think that's another thing, like nowadays, I feel like a lot of people don't actually make like bonds with the neighbours like people used to. So I think that creates more of an issue because if you have got a problem, you're probably less likely to say something about it if you're not friends with them. So you need a better yeah. community. You know what I like doing? At, at Christmas time, I buy some um, like little cards and I'll wait until about 10, 11 o'clock on Christmas Eve and then I'll write all my neighbours' cards and take them round and post them through their door so they've got no comeback. So then I'm the better <laughs> neighbour and they've, they feel bad about themselves. They've got, no, they've got no time to come back because it's Christmas Day then and they're preoccupied with other stuff and if they send me it after Christmas, it looks like an afterthought. <laughs> So I, I win. But I feel like sending one on Christmas Eve is an afterthought. I think it's psychotic. <laughs> I feel like you've got issues. I think understand the, uh, <laughs> the, the motive behind that. So there we go. What about wow. you, John? I'll tell you what, you know, actually, like, thinking back in the past, when I hadn't been living here too long, so it must have been around 2004 or 2005, maybe, like I moved in in 2004, and I didn't know many of the neighbours that well. And back then as well, because I wasn't used to owning my own house particularly, I sometimes used to forget to lock the front door. Anyway, one morning I went to bed and got up quite early in the morning because I, I was working in a school over the river. And so I got up at about six o'clock or something, came downstairs and the door was slightly ajar. And I thought, ah, oh, have I forgotten to lock that or something? I didn't think anything of it, just went and shut the door. Went back to walk into the back room and Totem, my dog, he walked into the back room before me and he just froze and just like, oh, did a massive big like howl bark. Uh, and I walked into the back room and looked at what he was looking at and on the floor in my kitchen, there was a, there was a sleeping man. And, um, and he, he didn't look like he'd had a wash in a long time and he was bleeding slightly. And, um, and so, so now... Loads of people say I would have been really, really scared and, re- and reacted badly to this, but I actually thought it was one of my friends. I won't tell you which friend it is, because as I say, he didn't look like he'd washed in a long time and he was bleeding. But I instantly thought it was one of my friends, so I wasn't worried. So I walked through to the kitchen, realised it wasn't my friend, but still reasonably calmly, just sort of tapped him and said, uh, mate, you're in the wrong house, you're going to have to go. And he like woke up slightly and spoke to me, and I didn't really understand what he was saying because he was slurring his words a lot and he couldn't really get his words out particularly. 
and and I said it's not it's not your house, mate. You're gonna have to go. And he just went, oh, okay, 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 and then went back to sleep. At which point I had to tap him slightly harder and say, no, no, come on, mate. And I sort of helped him up and said, like, you're going to have to go now, I'm afraid. You're going to have to, you know, it's not your house, sorry, you're going to have to go. Walked him to the front door and ushered him outside and then watched him as he went and then suddenly realised, oh, God, what if the neighbours see me? <laughs> I'm stood here. It's, it's about 10 past 6 in the morning. I'm, I'm, I'm in only my dressing gown. It was a reasonably short dressing gown, so it was quite clear I didn't have anything on underneath. I was just stood in my dressing gown, basically throwing a homeless person out of my house after what they would presume was just just, just me like taking advantage of him for the evening or something. Uh, so there we go. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I've been a dickhead neighbour in the past, um, particularly when we were teenagers. There's, look, there were times where I didn't have a lot of adult supervision, I think it's fair to say. So we did have the parties and so on. And we had a horrible man who lived next door who was horrible to his family and particularly horrible to his wife because you could hear them, hear them through the walls. Um, and we had a bit of an ongoing feud with him. And he started a rumour that we were drug dealers. And the, to be fair, there were a lot of people coming and going from my house, but we were not dealing drugs from the house. That's just ridiculous. Uh, but he would go down the pub and tell everybody this. And this got back to us via a mate's dad who says, oh, he's been going saying that John's house is running all drugs and all this stuff. So my retaliation was I started a rumour that he was a serial child killer um, and that he had <laughs> a dungeon under his house that he trapped and murdered children in. So that didn't go around the pubs, but it did go around the children in the neighbourhood who were like, you don't go near that house. He's a murderer, he'll kill you. So, um, yeah, so we kind of slayed each other in, in that sense. But So I just need to point out that I know that story makes me complete and utter dickhead. But I thought I'd share it. <laughs> so this is what this programme, this, this podcast is all John's about. Therapy Sessions. Yeah. What else have people been saying on the internet? So Lisa Baxter says not using power tools jet washers strimmers lawnmowers interchangeably and then this bits in bold all day when it's nice and sunny save it for a dull or cold day and let us enjoy our gardens in peace on sunny days as it's literally all we can do right now so much more important for our mental health than ever that we enjoy our garden stroke peace stroke bird singing and not relentless racket please but it's so much nicer to do your work on a sunny day. It is day. nicer. It does bother mm. me. That I feel like, and I think that's of people do obviously wait for it to be sunny because they know it's not going to rain, so they can mow the grass and what have you. But it does that does bother me. When you're just trying to relax and sunbathe, and I suppose if it goes on all day, then it is pretty annoying. But also, isn't the sound of like a distant strimmer or uh, or some you know some garden work going on? Is that not one of the sounds of summer? One of the sounds of sitting in your garden. I'd say what it's better than <laughs> a bloody wind charm. Yeah. <laughs> I much prefer to hear an engine. Going. Um, and Lisa's post, which I saw over the Easter weekend, did actually modify my behaviour because I didn't cut my grass on Easter Sunday when it was nice and sunny. I waited until the dull Easter Monday and then did it in the mid-afternoon, mm. so it did make me less of a dickhead. It's a shame Lisa wasn't there to influence me when I was just staring at my neighbour or making up rumours. But, you know, these are different times. I was clearing my front yard. I've just got a very small front yard in front of my house. And I was clearing that, yes, was it yesterday or the day before? 
and, um, and but it involved me scraping a spade across concrete quite a lot and I did think this is going to go through some people and they're going to literally hurt it me. It didn't stop you I mean, from I didn't stop, but, acting like yeah. a dickhead. Absolutely not. Look at Christmas Eve card bastard <laughs> scraping his spade. <laughs> The guy who self-proclaimed such a good neighbour <laughs> that people want him to follow him around. None of the examples you've given have, uh, have illustrated that point particularly well. Um, the other thing I've noticed about neighbours is I had bad neighbours as a child who wouldn't let you have to your football back if it went over the fence. Like, we had an old guy, and I'd say this is the, you can choose, right? You can choose whether or mm. not you want to have a positive relationship with children in your neighbourhood or not. That came out wrong. But basically what I mean is, so my kids are roughly the same age as I was when I moved to a new house. And if I were, my kids play in the garden, the ball goes over, they'll chuck it back over, they're always friendly, yeah. they, they, they grow stuff yeah. in the garden, they take it round, they've got chickens, which is a mm, controversial one, but they give us some of the eggs and so on. Great relationship with the neighbours. When I lived in East Hull, our ball went over the garden pretty much the first day we moved in. And he just shouted at us. And then anything that went over, he just like would take the balls away. And we'd have to wait for him to go out. And then went to his next door neighbour, who was a nice man, um, who would go around the back and then, um, I was going to say, relieve him of his balls. But um, give us our (laughs) balls back. I don't really know where I was going there. Um, But just give us the balls back. So I know which one of those old guys, if they really needed help or anything, I know which one I'd go to help and which one I wouldn't. And that guy started that. So I, I started a rumour about him. That, no, I didn't really. But. Yeah, I've had that experience of people like popping your balls, but that, that might be because obviously we used to always be in the 10-foot playing, whereas I don't think that really happens. A 10-foot for anyone outside of Hull is an alleyway. Is it, I think it's a, is it a ginnel? Ginnel, maybe. Maybe it's both of those, actually. Um, I've had some altercations in 10-foots with neighbours over the years, and... There was one that was something that happened to me in my childhood that I'd repressed um, and came back to me a few weeks ago when the electrician came to the office to fit the lights on our signs and I knew him from school. And it was like pretty much the first thing he said to me is, do you remember Psycho Spade Man? Right? And I'd re- I had repressed Psycho Spade Man. But Psycho Spade Man was one of our neighbours who one day we were walking down the 10 foot who just come bursting out the back, accusing us of breaking into his garage and was swinging a spade at us. And all my mates ran, apart from me, who wouldn't run from Psycho Spade Man. In fact, I moved towards him because I needed to make him sure that he understood that we weren't the kind of kids that would break into garages, which we absolutely were. And we were geeks. We wouldn't have done anything like that. Um, but he just wasn't having it. He'd go, no, I've seen you. And I was like, you cannot possibly have seen me because I never did it. And then another neighbour came out and pointed at me and went, yeah, he's one of them. But it wasn't me. But I was what I was more prepared to have had my skull caved in by his spade than to be accused of a crime I had not committed. And I don't think he knew what to do because he just expected us to run off. And because I didn't run off, he was a bit like, well, what do I do? Just like beat up this like 12-year-old kid. Um, or, so, With but, a I wasn't, but I wasn't backing down. Psycho Spade Man. He must have thought to himself, yeah, he must have thought to himself, like, I can't beat up this kid. I'll forever be known as Psycho Spade Man. <laughs> Little did he know that he would be called that anyway. So, I mean, he might as well have had the, the, the joy of beating you up. But as an adult now, I understand that, like, something had happened to him that had upset him, had threatened his security and so on. But you don't just go out and blame the first group no. of kids that you come across. I mean, and he deserves to be called Psycho Spade Man. Had he beaten me up, he might have been... <laughs> Killer spade man, or something like that. I don't know. I don't think my school's particularly well designed for spades. What a dickhead. 
That's an absolute wow. dickhead. Just flying off the handle at kids because you're upset with other kids. Oh, I don't know, I'll just blame some other kid. That That is absolute dickheadery. Kiddist. Yeah, kiddist it is kiddist. I love the fact, though, that all the way through your childhood, and it, it sounds like, like a, an 80s, like, <laughs> teen, semi-horror childhood where you make up fun names for all of the neighbours. We also had Psycho Baseball Batman. Yeah, I don't live around there anymore. I live, like, with nice people now who just maybe listen to Star Wars a bit too much. When I first got Totem, my dog, he was... I mean, it wasn't just when I first got him. All the way through his life, he was very naughty. And my opposite neighbours used to tease me by virtue of the fact that they train dogs for a living and they used to park their van right outside my house um, that advertised dog training oh. sessions for naughty dogs. I always wonder whether they used to park it outside my house on purpose. He once jumped out of a first-story window, but that's a story for another, uh, another podcast. Oh, all right, then on that teaser, shall we uh, wrap up the show? Yeah. Don't forget to go on iTunes, everyone, or whichever place you get your podcast from, uh, like, subscribe, and rate us. So, thank you everybody for listening. I've been John Gilbert. I've been Ian Thompson. I've been Alex King. And remember, don't, don't be, be a dickhead. dickhead.